Coming to you via the internet and your friends at PipesMagazine.com, it's the Pipes Magazine radio show. The show that's like that annoying ring in the toilet bowl. It just keeps showing up every week. Now, I invite you to sit back, relax, the smoking lamp is lit. Here's your host, Brian Levine. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It is the Pipes Magazine radio show. Yes, the sometimes irreverent, sometimes educational, but always entertaining weekly pipe smoking broadcast for all of you 18 years of age and older. Yes, you must be 18 and older to enjoy this uh, fine program. I am your host, Brian Levine, and it is, uh, for those of you listening, it's Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. For me, it's actually Saturday morning at uh, 10 a.m., and I'm recording it early because we got a couple of days off to uh, get away, so we went down to Florida. Went down to Florida to Walt Disney World. More on that in just a minute. In tonight's show, in Pipe Parts, going to recap uh, recap the week at the IPCPR in New Orleans. My guest tonight is Tom Palmer from Peterson Pipes. Last piece of music from uh, my three-week New Orleans jazz music of music festival. I don't know. What do you want to call it? Music fest? Yeah, there we go. And uh, mailbag and rant, all that coming up in tonight's episode. While you're listening to this on Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern time, I'll be driving back from Florida. So we got uh, got a couple of extra days off. Got, you know, got back from the show, got unpacked, Got a couple of extra days off, so we decided to hop in the car, go down to Florida, visit my son working at Disney World. So we spent uh, Sunday and Monday in the parks, and right now as you're listening to this, I'm driving back from Florida. So you get a 100% pre-recorded show, which works out very well with having Tom Palmer on, because we hooked up on Saturday, today. Um, It's been a... uh, to say it's been busy the last uh, the last four weeks is uh, an understatement. I just realized in the month of July, I spent uh, I spent three nights in Richmond, two nights in Greenville, North Carolina for freshman orientation, seven nights in New Orleans, and now going to be uh, three nights in Orlando. So it's been a uh, it's been a busy busy four weeks all leading up and going to the IPCPR, but. We'll get into that in just a minute. In the meantime, everybody, grab your pipe, fire up a bowl, sit back, relax. Thank you all for tuning in. Thank you to the McBaron Tobacco Company. Here we go. What are you looking for in a pipe? Is it the quality of aged briar? Is it a certain shape or finish? Maybe it's the sound engineering that ensures an effortless, smooth draw with each and every puff. That's exactly the kind of pipe Savinelli has delivered for generations now. With such a variety of shapes, finishes, and sizes, it's easy to find something that fits your sensibility and style. Just this year, we've expanded our lineup to include the Bianca, the Lancelotto, the 2015 Collection, and the final installment in the Leonardo da Vinci line, the Vitruvio. For a bolder style, try our more colorful 2015 editions as well the exotic cashmere, the sultry licoricea, and the striking archibaldino red. So whatever you're looking for in a pipe, know there's a Savinelli waiting for you. Contact your local or online retailer to find your Savinelli today. If you're looking for quality, if you're looking for variety, and if you're looking for someone with reputation for nothing but the best, you're looking for cupofjoes.com. CupofJoes.com has hundreds of pipes to choose from and thousands of different pipe tobaccos. CupofJoes.com is also your one-stop shop for Peterson Pipes, their exclusive line of Peterson Kelly Pipes. Check out their remodeled website at CupofJoes.com and be sure to like them on Facebook, CupofJoes.com. Quality products at extraordinary prices. Welcome back. In just a few minutes, Tom Palmer will be on the phone with me, and let me just say, uh, this was either my 16th or 17th IPCPR or RTDA that I've attended. I've attended the show as a salesman working for a company where I wasn't in charge of the booth. I've attended the show as a retailer. 
Um, I've attended the show where I managed the show floor. I've attended the show where I've been in complete charge of the entire booth. And for the first time in a long time, this was the least prepared that I ever was for a trade show. Uh, you know, a lot of last-minute changes, last-minute things to do with the new organization and getting a brand-new booth designed, built, and get it ready. We had 800 square feet of exhibit space to fill, and getting the last things organized was just a massive chaotic rush to get everything ready, get all the samples picked, get the... Uh, get all the graphics done, get all the all the sheets and flyers printed. It was just a massive last-minute rush. So by the time we got to New Orleans, I was already tired. Uh, started off with a, a two-hour delay of our flight going there. And, by you know, I get to the hotel, and all we do is get checked in. Now, the Hilton did exactly what I wanted. I got almost the exactly perfect room for where I wanted. I was perfectly happy and thrilled. Uh, talking about the Hilton, real quick, this is some of the fun of travel. When we get there, there was a convention of, uh, of Louisiana Baptists that were honoring a retiring preacher, uh, just packed full in the hotel, people dressed up to the nines, Polite, wonderful people, families greeting you. In the and I'm not a morning person, but still greeting you with good morning. Opening doors for people. It was wonderful for the first two days. Then the next three days, they had a MechaCon group, which I guess is a regional version of Comic-Con. So there was a bunch of uh, youngsters dressed up in all kinds of... Uh, in their favorite, uh, favorite sci-fi outfits running around the hotel and the malls, and that was fun. And then the last two days, uh, there was a group of, of lesbians that were meeting and having an annual conference there. So in the seven days that I was there, those were the groups that kind of shifted through the hotel amongst us cigar smokers. Um, the trade show itself is two... It's The first two days is build the booth, and the first two days of building the booth, there was no air conditioning on in the convention center. And the weather was in the high 90s the entire time, so we had to pace ourselves and drink plenty of water and take our time and take breaks to get into air conditioning. And it was just long, hot, couple of miserable days. Uh, the show itself is all day long packed with retailers coming into your booth or distributors coming into your booth. Uh, attendance is attendance was light this year, probably because of the time of the year and the location. But I'm also wondering, in some of the discussions going around the industry, or is the internet and the uh, is the internet killing trade shows? Does a retailer really need to fly to a different city, spend four or five nights in a hotel, and that at that point you're already out about $1,500 to really see what's new. Uh, used to be in the old days, produce a catalog once a year, and then at the trade show have product to show and touch. Well, now with the internet, you can take pictures of stuff, you can email pictures back and forth, you can communicate a whole lot faster. So some of the discussion was, is the internet killing trade shows? Uh, from my point of view, the serious buyers were there, and I was busy all four days, all day long, from open to close. Uh, three nights of really good dinners out and about, uh, just, you know, really good food in New Orleans. You cannot find a bad meal anywhere. And there was a couple of nights that ended with... Um, jello shots out of a plastic syringe and plenty of beignets uh lots of new stuff coming out lots and lots of new stuff from the pipe and tobacco world coming out a lot of new pipe shapes pipe designs there's a bunch of new tobaccos that have been recently introduced so you're gonna have to keep your eyes out keep your eyes out for those uh didn't get a chance much to sample or try them out um uh, what else am I missing? Um, oh, yeah, the uh, the last night on Bourbon Street. Last night on Bourbon Street, we went into Maison Bourbon, 
which is the actually the only jazz club still on Bourbon Street, and it's just a one-drink minimum per set. Got to sit down and listen to uh, Phil Campo and the Loose Change Jazz Band. It's a five-piece, just a lot of fun sitting there and actually relaxing. Uh, temperature all week long was hot and miserable, and there are a few places left in New Orleans where you can smoke indoors but getting and finding those bars not exactly the best places so you have to duck outside to do that uh one other thing that caught my attention was the uh harris hotel or the harris casino since the smoking ban has been enacted their uh, revenues are off by about 30 percent but again don't worry for the new orleans pipe show we'll be able to smoke in that private room where we are meeting and the uh, the trade association, the IPCPR, did a decent job of setting up a couple of smoking areas at uh, each one of the hotels. So we had a had a place to go and meet and gather after after drinks and smoke with a smoke with groups. A um, couple of interesting new cigars coming out, but hey, this is a show about pipes and pipe tobacco, and who cares? Find your favorite uh, find your favorite cigar smoking podcast and listen to their reviews of it. All right. In just a minute, Tom Palmer will be on the phone with me. This is Internet Radio. The year was 1849. Zachary Taylor was sworn in as the 12th president of the United States. The U.S. flag remained fixed at 30 stars. Edgar Allan Poe was found dead in Baltimore. Congressman Abraham Lincoln patented a buoying device, the only patent ever filed by a future president. William Bond was the first person to photograph the moon through a telescope. And gold was discovered in far-off California. And in that same year, also in California, Henry Sutliff founded his small tobacco company in San Francisco. Founded on the principles of giving the public superior tobacco products for those with very discriminating tastes. Now, 165 years later, that tradition continues. Sutliff Tobacco Company has been setting the standard for pipe tobacco ever since. Take a quiz on our website to have the perfect blend suggestion for your tastes. Or just browse around to explore all of the wide variety of fine products America's oldest pipe tobacco company has to offer. Lots of things have changed since 1849, but Sutliff Tobacco Company's commitment to making the finest pipe tobacco on earth has not. Visit Sutliff-Tobacco.com. For information on where you can find all of your favorite blends, from the sweetest aromatics to the richest English mixtures. This is Phil Morgan, General Manager of Missouri Meerschaum Corncob Pipes in Washington, Missouri. Our mission since 1869 has been to produce great smoking pipes that anyone can afford. We guarantee our pipes won't be your most expensive, but they just might be the ones you smoke the most. At Missouri Meerschaum Company, we don't just sell our corncob pipes. We grow them, make them, and smoke them. Missouri Meerschaum, Washington, Missouri, since 1869. Please welcome to the Pipes Magazine radio show from the Emerald Isle, the first time we've had anybody from the, uh, the little island uh, off the coast of uh, England. Please welcome from Peterson Pipes, the one and only Tom Palmer. Tom, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Brian, and I'm very, very proud and delighted to be to be to be joining you. Now, for those that don't know, what is your position at Peterson? Um, I am the owner, and I'm the managing director or chief executive, I suppose you'd, you'd, you'd refer to as in your side of the pond. So. All, all problems and all every and everything else land on my desk in some shape or, or fashion, and all opportunities as well, I might say. So, if there's a uh, a rise in sales or a flood in the uh, in the bathroom, it's all your responsibility. I, I get to hear all of them. <laughs> I get to hear all of them. So, um, it's one of the joys of, of and uh, and I mean that sort of in the, in, the, in the full sense of the word of, of running a, your own business and running a what's relatively a small business as well. So it's. Um, you got to know. You got to get to know the nuts and bolts in every shape in, in, in everything that happens in the company. Now, how old is the Peterson Pipe Company? This year, Brian, we're celebrating our 150th anniversary. Um, wow. We traced the we traced the origins of the company back to 1865. 
in fact, there's possibly an argument to say it's 1863, but we've always um, hung our hat on 1865, which makes this the 150th anniversary. And, um, you know, it's, it's not a bad record having started in the 19th century. We've gone through and survived the 20th, and now here we are into our 21st century. So that's, that in itself is something that we're quite proud of. Not bad for a bunch of uh, whiskey-drinking potato farmers. Yeah, that's true, and uh, thankfully um, the, the whiskey-drinking potato farmers, are the love of Peter's products extends to other non-potato, non-whiskey drinkers. <laughs> so, uh, we, we, we take them all. Yeah. Uh, Peterson Pipes, founded by uh, Cap'n Peterson, and can you give us just like a two-minute history of the company? Sure, the Cap brothers were the founding founding family, two, two uh, brothers from Germany, Nuremberg, and they actually ended up initially in London, um, and they had a pipe pipe shop, stroke pipe manufacturing facility in uh, part of London called Clerkenwell, and either their two sons or their or one of those two brothers came to Dublin first uh, in uh, in the eighteen sixties, and he started up another pipe shop in Dublin and, the, and Mr. Charles Peterson joined them at the end of 1860s, early 1870s um, and Charles Peterson is a Latvian from Riga. We've never known to, even to this day why uh, Peterson uh, from Latvia ended up in Dublin because there was some under, I could understand why the Caps came to Dublin because we were at that stage part of the British Empire and um, uh, in that club, within that club, Dublin was seen as being the second city of the empire, believe it or believe it not. So there's a logical reason, or a certain logic attached to uh, the Caps coming to Dublin. Charles Peterson, it's a bit harder to understand. Um, Ireland was not a particularly uh, prosperous country at that stage. We were in the midst of, or coming out of the Great Famine, where more people were leaving Ireland uh, and, uh, than there were coming to Ireland. So I, I've never got to the bottom of what uh, what uh, motivated Charles Peterson to come, but thankfully he did, um, and he he joined forces with the Cap Brothers to become to form the company Cap Brothers and Peterson. And even though he was a stonemason by trade, he was also obviously very creative and very very good with his hands. And uh, he became the dominant partner, as it were, in in the uh, in the company. Uh, and as you know, Brian, he invented the Peterson Lip and the Peterson System, which were became the uh, the foundations of, of of the Peterson Pipe for years to come. So really, it's it's a, it's a mismatch. Neither, I suppose, you could say neither of the founding fathers were Irish, um, <laughs> insofar as that two Germans and one Latvian uh, setting up a business in Dublin, and um, thereafter it went through about four ownerships. Uh, over the hundred, last 150 years, um, it became part of a small food distribution business in Ireland. After the Cap family um, and the Charles and Peterson family, uh, really there was no succession stakes, and, and they, their their successors sold it. Um, and then it was it was bought out, a management buyout from that um, merged company in the late 1970s, late 1970s. Uh, and I bought it at the start of 1991, nearly 25 years ago. So I, I'm, the, I'm the fourth and proud owner of it over that 150-year period. Uh, what were you doing before you decided to uh, buy a pipe company? It's a good question. Um, I was working, I, I'm, a, I'm a professional, by profession I'm a chartered accountant or a CPA, I think you're in the States. Um, I worked in a bank. Thankfully, I left both of those professions behind me, and uh, I was also in the food company, a food business, and uh, I was working the food business. Coming up to my 38, 39, I decided I wanted to run my own company, and I looked at maybe 20, 30, or 40 businesses in Ireland that were for sale around the late 80s, early 1990, and I always remember Brian the day I walked in the front door of this company, and. I, I didn't know. I knew nothing about pipes. I suppose there are people who think I still know nothing about pipes. But anyway, uh, leaving that aside, um, <laughs> the feeling I got when I walked in the front door was that this was a lovely little business because even then it had been in existence for 125 years. 
it was a very traditional business and um, I suppose the other thing, thing that attracted me to it was that it, it had this little niche product which was exported even then to 25 or 30 countries across the globe and that to me was unique you know in the, in the context of the island of Ireland with three, 4 million people to find this unsung hero of a company um, in on the south side of Dublin City with such a wonderful track record going back the previous 100 years and that's that's where my you know my my uh, my love affair with with Peterson started it's a uh it, it is a beautiful history. You still have the uh, the retail store in Dublin that has some historical, uh, has a little museum to it. We 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 have we we, we actually um, speaking of history. Before I forget about it, we've got two guys um, in the US of A, uh, Mark Urban down in Texas, and Gary Malberg, who's I believe you're based in California. I may have moved to Pennsylvania. And these gentlemen are writing the history of the company. Um, there are two Peterson aficionados, and they are they took, take it upon themselves to to write the history of in some detail. And in fairness to them, they've uncovered details and information and little nuggets of information that I certainly didn't know. And I'd suggest that a lot of people, even those familiar with Peterson down through the years, will find interesting when the book is published towards the end of this year or early 19. 2016. So that's something for any Peterson uh, fan to look forward to. Um, to go back to your question, yes, we, we have a we have a shop in Dublin City Centre. Uh, not the shop I think you're probably referring to, which used to be on Grafton Street. That shop, the owner of that shop, got into some financial difficulties during our latest or last economic problems here back in 2010 and 12, and we exited the shop and we moved. 150 yards up the up the road towards Grafton Street into a street called Nassau Street. We have an absolutely gorgeous shop there. It's five times bigger than the previous one. Um, it's an old listed building. Some you know it has a beautiful old stairwell inside it, and it's actually perfect from our point of view. It's in keeping with the what we sell. It's uh, it has plenty of room. We have a humidor in the basement. We are going to put a museum on the first floor, or a visitor centre on the first floor, um, and those are all. The, it is. It lends itself to that. It's opposite Trinity College, which means it's in a nice part of the city as well. It, it's uh, probably you know, Brian, that at one stage back in the 1950s and and 60 up to the 1960s, we had about five shops in Grafton Street, um, and we also had one in London, and I think there was a shop in the states in New York yeah. in the 19. 40s or 50s as well, it was called Peterson. Now, it wasn't necessarily belonged to Peterson, but it was known as the Peterson Pipe Shop, I believe. But now we're down to one. Um, I suppose that, that was a sign of the times of what was happening in the 60s and 70s and even the 80s. But as I say, we're very, very proud of this shop. It's, it's beautiful, and uh, it's, a, it's a great flagship from our point of view. Let's go back to the pipes for a minute, and can you briefly describe the benefits of the Peterson system and then the P-lip. Well, the, the, it's very simple, really. It's uh, It allows the, the uh, owner and the smoker to get a dry and a cool smoke. And the that's what the actual, the well in the, in the, in the actual bowl allows. Uh, and then it, that's um, complemented with the Peterson nip, which gives you, which, where the smoke goes to the roof of your mouth rather than on your tongue and avoids any tongue butt. And that also accentuates the nature of the of a cool a cool smoke. Are there any other cleaning uh, recommendations that you have for a Peterson system pipe besides just pull the stem apart and clean out the well every once in a while? I, I think nothing beats that. You know, at the end of the day, that's the most uh, that's the most thorough way of doing it. And um, you know, if somebody else has any better ways of doing it. Whatever works for guy individual guys, but. That's to what, that's what we would recommend certainly. And did, is the Peterson system pipe is it still one of your more popular designs? Um, I would say probably it's about twenty percent of our, um, our 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 production. So you know I I, I would it, it stayed pretty steady. It might be, it might be a slightly bit under decline. Maybe it was four or five years ago it was twenty five percent. I would think possibly it's seen as being the older man's 
pipe. Whereas the new classic uh, pipes are more perhaps attractive to the uh, to the younger pipe smoker. Um, the shape of the pipe is very traditional, as you know, and uh, but also that's what that's what, that's what, that's its strength as well as everything else. So, but it's still around twenty percent. And with the P-lip, that's got to be an interesting uh, pipe making technique to try to take the draft hole and move it upwards at the end of the stem. It, it is, and uh, thankfully we don't have to do it because uh, we have um, suppliers in Italy who have been working with us for, there again, three or four generation company who supplies with the, with the mouthpieces. Um, <laughs> so there's not an awful lot of extra work. We, we don't have to do that. It's all it really comes into us with the, with the mouthpiece already pre, pre-cut and pre-formed to, to suit uh, for, as a Peterson lip mouthpiece. The same as we actually do with our fishtail mouthpieces. Uh, We're going to take a break right here, and when we come back, we're going to talk about new pipes coming up and the Peterson tobaccos and a whole lot more, so stay with us. We'll be back in just a minute. Meet Josh. Everyone at SmokingPipes.com holds customers as a high priority, but nobody interacts with them more personally than Josh. He's our professor of pipes, if you will. As a previous professor of history... Educating the customer comes easily to him. He loves explaining the history of a particular pipe to a customer or coaching his customer service team. I love to help customers find that perfect piece for their collection. It's my job to make sure there's a smile on the other end of the line, and I'm more than happy to be the one to put it there. And although Josh's job can sometimes be quite demanding, he doesn't mind. He loves his job at SmokingPipes.com. Why? Because I don't just sell pipes, I smoke them. Call us. At 1-888-366-0345. That's 1-888-366-0345. Or check us out online at smokingpipes.com. We are quality. We are experts. We are smokingpipes.com. Don't try to fool us. We know something is getting you down. The world. The job. Your wife. The rotten kids. What you need is a break that is guaranteed to boost your spirits. And the West Coast Pipe Show in Las Vegas provides that break every year. Get off the plane. Look at those garish neon lights on Las Vegas Boulevard and start smiling. Then come to the Palace Station Hotel for a two-day non-stop spirit-lifting immersion in your favorite hobby. Pipes. Nothing but pipes. Smoke on the showroom floor. Gamble or gamble with those great friends you see all too infrequently. When you get home only a little bit poorer, and why shouldn't the kids go to the local JC instead of being spoiled by that expensive university? You will be so much happier to see the wife and the kids. Unfortunately, we can't help with the job situation. November 6th and 7th, 2015, Las Vegas, Nevada. We are back on the Pipes Magazine radio show visiting with Tom Palmer. And Tom, I just realized after all these years, uh, you you probably were not a very good accountant because you have too much personality for it. You are a charmer, Mr. Levin. There's no doubt about that. You are a charmer. But, um, uh, you you know... (laughs) I, 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 I like to think that, um, I, I suppose I, it would be wrong of me to suggest that being an accountant is a, a drawback. In business, it's good because you can, you might have a good feel for, for figures, I, I guess. That's a, good, that's a strong point. But I suppose the part I didn't like about it is that you're all the time looking backwards. You're writing the history, whereas um, I much prefer, it's a more positive way of looking at things, and I think much more um, dynamic in a small d to be looking forward and to planning the future which is um you, you need you need good accountants alongside you when you're doing that as well but I, I feel that i'm more it suits me better to be looking outwards rather than looking backwards and that might might summarize it pretty accurately and talking about looking forward i didn't get much of a chance at the trade show recently to come through your booth and see what you're doing 
but I understand that there's a new pipe of the year and the, there's a new, uh, a new St. Patrick's day coming up. So tell us what's coming out first and new. Well, we, we just, to, just to, uh, what's this, what, what we introduced this year, um, being the year that's in at the 150th anniversary, we have a very special, um, uh, special, special, um, pipe of the year. It's a, the founder's edition, we call it. It's a very, very nice umpal, a very big umpal with the, um, the traditional silver work that Peterson do, including the thinking man emblem on the silver band. So we got silver work on silver work, which is very, very intricate work, as you can imagine. But it's, a, it's an absolutely beautiful, um, you know, un, un, re, uh, absolutely recognizable as a Peterson pipe immediately. And it's the one that you see in the old shots of the, the thinking man going back 100 years. Um, more or less every year, Brian, we try and introduce some new products. I think this year we had, um, now this, when I say introduce, we, we started to work on them back in 2014, and the Umpal being the, 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 main, the main events. We also had in some two new series called um, Fisherman, which is basically a, a sandblast pipe with a, with a nice grayish mouthpiece, which is a bit like the underbelly of a salmon. And um, we also had something called Jekyll and Hyde, and this is following on what one of the most successful series we ever introduced was Dracula. Yeah. With the uh, with the black and red uh, mouthpieces in it, and people, it was particularly younger, the newer pipe smokers, that really liked that liked that concept. And we followed that on with Jekyll and Hyde. You know the guys with the split split personalities. Well, this pipe has a split bowl. One half is rustic, and the other half is smooth. So that <laughs> hence, you know, double personality. Uh, Jekyll and Hyde, the series we called it. Um, we've also had some new church warden shapes coming out because um, they're eternally popular, no matter what what, what you're celebrating. And, and then we had our normal uh, limited edition tobaccos, uh, coupled with this year at or just the week the show we just been at, Brian. We had some new forty gram pouch tobaccos. Um, and this is a, this is a bit of a this has been the first time that we've done pouch tobaccos ever. And we felt that we could maybe make them attractive price-wise to, to the consumer, just to give them another option price-wise, but at the same time, um, keeping the quality of what we what we brand as Peterson Tobaccos high as ever. And these have been very, very well received, both in New Orleans this week, or last week, I should say, and, everywhere, and in the few other markets we've introduced them so far this year. They're very, very good tobaccos. Um, and finally, on the tobacco one, we've introduced three new permanent 100 gram tins. One a, a a flake, one a cube cut, and the cube cut is actually this year's St. Patrick's Day tobacco, which was so popular we said we we wouldn't have it as a limited edition. We would keep it uh, permanently available in 100 gram tins format. And the, fi- the final one, the signature, um, so the, the uh, signature mixture is a, a traditional English mixture. So it, they're very, very good quality tobaccos. And uh, I think it's, I always refer to the way we do tobaccos the same way as, as Xerox paper. You, you, you can't have um, just a Xerox machine, you need the papers. And we, we use, we see tobacco similarly that a Peterson pipe smoker probably would like to be able to smoke a Peterson tobacco, not necessarily exclusively, but I think he'd like to have at least the option. And we've always tried to I think we generally we've, we've always achieved uh, good quality tobaccos to keep uh, that, that's in keeping with the with the name with our name, you know. Now the the Peterson tobaccos they they do smoke very well in a Peterson pipe, but they also smoke well in other pipes. If somebody might happen to try that, right? Yes, indeed, absolutely. I mean, they're they're, they're not they're they're designed for every pipe smoker and every pipe and every pipe, irrespective of which which one it is. So. They don't they don't smoke any less well in other brands than they do in our pipes. And uh, but I think, uh, so please don't, don't don't misunderstand what I'm saying there. It's um, the, the tobacco stand on their own two feet, as it were. And um, I think we've never had anything but you know quite po- very very positive compliments back about the tobaccos. Now, you you don't have a tobacco factory there in Ireland anymore. So you go out to other tobacco manufacturers and. Tell them the idea that you have and the and the flavors that you're looking for, the experience that you're looking for. Yes. Yes. 
we we work with we work with two uh, tobacco people in Denmark. It's no it's no secret, and uh, um, but both of them are fantastic. Uh, well, I mean, you know, eighty percent of the world's pipe tobacco was made by Scandinavian and McBaron. So they're, they're, they, these guys are um, they're the experts. They're they're the, they're, the, they're the leaders in the field of pipe tobacco, and we use both their knowledge and expertise, and we try and marry that into what we believe would work from our point of view. Um, and we get samples of various tobaccos from boats, and we, we have a small panel of people that we we use to, for testing, and tasting, and you know they give, they give us feedbacks, and on, on, on that basis, then we decided which blends to to introduce or which blends we would want for our, our annual limited edition tobaccos. So it's a fairly well well rehearsed and um, tried and trusted formula. Who comes up with the uh, with the artwork for the limited edition tobaccos? Um, we we do it in house actually, and um, uh, my better half Elka, she's very very good at this, uh, and she does she designs a lot of the tins and uh, and also the labels now that are now on the uh, on the hundred gram tins that I've just mentioned to you, and then obviously we work with um, graphic designers outside of the house. They they do the finishing of the um, the prototypes, if you were, that we design in house. Do you like them? They're always—I mean—they're always beautiful, and I can't wait to see what happened. What, what, especially the Christmas series, and just love—it's wonderful to see Santa Claus with a pipe again. <laughs> yes, there was something missing for years when he hadn't got his pipe in him, in his mouth, huh? You <laughs> might try and get Rudolph to take him so you could e-smoke a pipe. Yeah. Well, and I and I want to see what's in his cup because there might be some Jameson whiskey in there. <laughs> Absolutely. I'll get that given that an extra bit of power going around the globe on the 24th of December, <laughs> and to the 25th and the 26th, and uh, exactly, exactly, yeah. What are some of your better selling pipe tobaccos? What do you suggest for people that they might want to try if they've never tried the Peterson tobacco line? Um, I suppose it depends on how seasoned the pipe smoker they are, Brian. I mean, uh, you know, I could for the the. the Experienced, as we put it that way, pipe smoker, he may like something like Old Dublin, which is a Latakia blend, or either of our flakes, and um, and certainly the new one of the new forty gram pouches has a nice bit of Latakia in it as well, Irish Dew. So, so that would be what I would suggest maybe a, a seasoned smoker would take. But I mean, there's also we have quite a lot of you know semi-aromatics and full aromatics like Sunset Breeze and Sweet Killarney which, you know, might be an early morning smoke or a daily smoke, and or also could appeal to um, to, to a newer uh, pipe smoker. Um, I think the range is broad enough um, that there's something in there for everybody, uh, whether or not you're, you're, you're the occasional smoker or a quite a, a more than occasional smoker or a new smoker or a seasoned smoker. I think you'll find some tobacco that will suit your taste in, your, in, in, in our range. And I'm looking through some pictures from the show, and there's a very tall, stacked billiard pipe that looks like it's coming out soon. Uh, tell us about that one. <clears throat> tall, stacked billiard pipe. Um, it looks like a chimney. A chimney. Yeah. Is that one you're looking at? Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that was it. We, we introduced that at the show. That will be our 2016 pipe of the year. And uh, as I say, the, the, the challenge every year with Pipes of the Year, Brian, is to have something that's that looks different away from our normal shapes and also that looks different than the year after. Now, this year, as I said, in 2015, because of the big year it is, we had the, the, the big umpal shape. The one next year is, is for 2016 is, is obviously totally opposite. It's like, a, I say, it's a chimney. I, I describe it best as a chimney pot. Um, it's a very very nice pipe. It's both elegant and at the same time it's um, it's it's totally opposite to what we've seen this year. So something different again to 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 enthuse people people to smoke these pipes. Um. Sorry, obviously all of those pipes are silver mounted as well. So um, in, in keeping with the with the um, the limited edition nature of them. And in the picture, there's a uh, there's a younger fellow with the same last name that you have. Uh, is that the next generation of Palmers coming into the Peterson business? 
Yeah, that that's that, that's my that's my uh, eldest son Connor who who joined the business um, in February 2014, uh, and uh, I think he's taken to it like a duck to water. And as we say, uh, you know, he he really enjoys it. And um, I don't think if you'd asked him three or four years ago, did he ever see himself working for his own man? Uh, Making selling pipes, I think he probably would have run a mile from you, you know. But, um, <laughs> but we had a, I suppose we, we went back a long discussion between the two. It was back to October 2013 about um, he was looking at a career change or whatever. He's he's actually strange enough, and this is by pure coincidence, had was at that stage working in a food business in Ireland, which was the same food business I'd worked in 25 years earlier. But that's pure coincidence nothing nothing there's no nepotism involved in that it was a very very big company um and anyway our, our our discussions lasted over a period of four or five months and you know we came to an agreement an agreement and understanding that look he'd, he'd like to give it a try and he felt he had got some uh, good ideas to offer in terms of developing the business and you know thank god he has joined and i i think the um he has proven as good as his word insofar as that um, you know he has some fresh ideas and you know it's uh, uh, it's 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 a breath of fresh air for everybody here to have an, to have somebody coming in from the outside with, with with fresh ideas because it's like every business where if you've been in it for so long I suppose understandably you get tied up in, with the day to day routine that you don't necessarily see you don't stand back enough and I'm I'm, I'm talk about myself in that case yeah. and say look you know let's have a think about this so you know fresh eyes give us that benefit and it's been it's been fantastic i think you know yeah and it's wonderful to see that peterson pipes is in good hands and will continue forward in the family and stay right there in uh, in dublin as well because uh, i talked to him and he doesn't want to move anywhere so it's nice to see history and tradition no, staying. I, no. Oh, oh, absolutely, Brian. And I mean, you know, there's there's no question that um, it'll never be anywhere else uh, other than Dublin. I mean, you know, the, the our name says Peterson of Dublin. It'll never be Peterson of London or Peterson of New York because, you know, this is where uh, the skills that have been there for the last 150 years were were started, and uh, this is where the skill base is. And uh, you know, I'm I'm an Irishman. I'm very proud of that, and I'm very proud that this is an Irish company. And um, It'll always be an Irish company, and it'll always be based in Ireland, in Dublin, uh, here, because um, you know there's certain things that we we I suppose we live from our heritage and our tradition, and um, it wouldn't be the same if we decided to uh, up sticks and move to any other part of the world, because um, I, I think the the feeling and the, and, and, and the uh, tradition, I say, I use that word all the time, but the tradition that, that's been in this business, we, we have second and third generation people working here who would know, who would know the the, the, uh, the business intimately in terms of as manufacturers, just the skills attached to silversmithing. The, the, the present guy, he was uh, apprenticing to the, 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 his, his senior guy for four or five years before he became competent enough to be the senior guy, um, and the senior guy, by the way, was here for 52 years. Wow. With the in this company. So you know, and, and we have other we have other men and, and women out there who've been here 20, 30, 40 years, and we brought in another generation, uh, another new, a new, a new generation of pipe makers, and they, they have an instinctive feed for it. And uh, as I say, these guys are equally proud of the company as. So you know, it's um, no the Ob Dublin thing and the Irish uh, nature of our business, the Irish craftsmanship. Those are things we will never sacrifice. And I, I you know, I say I'm, I'm I'm very proud of our that we're still here after 150 years and still going strong, as strong as ever. James Foster wrote a great article for PipesMagazine.com. So if you haven't been on there, go check it out. There's wonderful pictures of that 2016 pipe of the year that's coming out. There's the new. Uh, the new 100-gram tobacco selection and just some great shots of the Peterson booth. So everybody check that out. And, Tom, we will wrap this up with the Fast Five final questions. No right answer, no wrong answer, just whatever comes to your mind. Are you ready? You Fire away there now, man. Fire away. 
What's your favorite pipe? I knew you'd ask that. <laughs> we actually made a little pipe for Denmark about 18, 19 years ago. Uh, and it's my favorite pipe. It's a Peter's pipe, obviously. We did especially for our Danish, our then Danish distributor. It's a D4. And what's, You won't get it anywhere else. And what's your favorite tobacco? Sunset Breeze. What's your favorite drink? <laughs> I know this is like asking an Irishman to pick his favorite child, but... <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to surprise you with the answer. Spanish wine, Rioja. Uh, I'm I'm sorry you and didn't. I'm very tur- <laughs> you, you didn't answer yeah, correctly, you please. Didn't hear that very well, did you? <laughs> yeah. it's a, it's, you heard it very well, I think. Yeah, no, no, I, I actually, of course, I like to the, the, the local tipples of uh, Spithix and Guinness occasionally, but actually, I I like a, I like Spanish red wines. Well, we'll accept that and we'll move on. Um, when it's time to relax, do you prefer a book, a movie, or music? I do a lot of reading, uh, so I suppose a book would be my favorite form of relaxing. And the last question is one that I'm going to jump in, and I've, I'm pretty sure we're, we would have the same answer because it happened, we, we saw it together, but uh, a particularly favorite pipe-smoking-related memory involved you and I in 1998 at... Uh, Gus's Smoke Shop in uh, Los Angeles. It's no longer open, but we went there. We did a Peterson Trunk show, and a Peterson Pipe Smoker showed up and rolled down his sock and showed you his uh, tattoo of the Peterson logo on his calf. It was an incredible moment, Brian. And, uh, I mean, those, those, he was, that was quite a young man, as my memory says me right as well. And, uh, you know, I was gobsmacked. I think we were all bowled over by this guy who was so enthusiastic about pipes and Peterson in particular that he went and got his his tie tattooed in that fashion. And I mean, you know, I can still see I can still see the moment when we both looked at it or both lo- we both saw it. It was uh, it was just one of those weird and wonderful things. And I hope he's still alive and well and enjoying his pipes as well. You know, I'm sure he's it's still hard smoking. To believe it's 1998. Is that what you said? 17 years ago. My God. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and, and I'm sure he's but, still you know, enjoying. We're still here, Brian, and the business is still strong as ever. So you know, him, that guy, and many other young men like him are, are, are keeping the the tradition of pipe smoking alive and well. That they are, and we're all happy for it. Uh, to find out more about Peterson Pipes, the website is Peterson with an O. dot i e p e t e r s o n. dot i e Tom, thank you very much for uh, taking time out of your afternoon to spend a little uh, spend a little time on the phone with me. My pleasure, Brian, and thank you very much for everything, and both in the past and, and and we look forward to many good days again together in the future. There might be a beer or two in uh, Dortmund coming up. Uh, we can we we'll work on that. Nice talking to you, Brian. We'll be back with the show in just a minute. Craftsmanship, history, tradition. These are the hallmarks of all quality products. From the finest wines bottled in France to the most highly engineered automobiles manufactured in Germany, Denmark has been the one country in the world where craftsmanship, history and tradition have for centuries created the finest pipe tobaccos in the world. Since 1887, the Halberg family have led the pipe tobacco industry through their ownership of Mac Baron Tobacco Company and they continue to create the most sought-after blends in the world today, just as they did over 100 years ago. In keeping with their long history of providing the world with the best tobacco on earth, Mac Barron is proud to announce their newest creation, Modern Virginia, as a loose-cut version and a flake version. Bright and dark, rich Virginia tobaccos have been combined with just a hint of burley for strength in this soft and smooth smoke with delicious fruit undertones. As the world leader in flake tobacco production, Mac Barron is sure that this blend will appeal to the true connoisseurs of traditional Virginia flake tobacco, as well as those who like their tobaccos on the sweeter side. Enjoy the culmination of centuries of experience by picking up a tin of Modern Virginia from Mac Barron Tobacco Company. Available at fine tobacconists everywhere. 
Hi, my name is Eileen Sachi for MarketingPipes.com. If you attend the major pipe shows or buy pipes on eBay, chances are you know my dad, Hank Sachi, or eBuyer1932. My dad has been a pipe collector for over three decades and a reseller on eBay for the last 12 years. His new website is MarketingPipes.com. At MarketingPipes.com, you will find high-quality, hand-picked pipes. Carvers, join my dad's vast network of collectors across the globe and let my dad promote your brand. Collectors, consign your pipes at affordable commissions or buy your next collectible pipe at marketingpipes.com. Thank you. This is Internet Radio. You know, Tom is uh, Tom is absolute proof of why I love this industry that I'm in and the hobby that I'm part of because he's passionate about what he does i mean he walked into that business and saw the business and fell in love with it had no exposure to it before but fell in love with it and 99 percent of the people that i run into in the industry are passionate about the uh, passionate about it and love what we do all right um music last piece of music on the uh, new orleans kick and this is by William Clark Green. I'd never heard it before, before searching for it, and it's simply called New Orleans. Gasoline 
So there's a little Zydeco-esque style of New Orleans music. Yeah, I tried to pick out three different things that were distinctly different styles. And I can't wait to get back to New Orleans in, uh, in October for the New Orleans Pipe Show. That'll be, uh, that'll be a hoot and I'll get a chance to listen to some more really good music. You've got mail. You've got mail. You've got mail. Before we get into uh, catching up on the mailbag, let me say, hey, this is kind of fun, doing this show in a straight shot. I'm producing it myself and punching everything, and it's Saturday morning. This is kind of fun. So if you hear glitches, it's my fault. Don't blame anybody else but me. All right, uh, from the Pipes Magazine radio show page on Facebook. If you're on Facebook, click like and uh, like the Pipes Magazine radio show. Uh, Nikhil Steven, and I apologize if I butchered your first name, uh, writes, Dear Brian, I wanted to drop a note to say that you do a fabulous job with the radio show. I'm a big fan. It keeps me sane during my two-hour drives to work. Oh, did I mention that I live in traffic hell, Bangalore, India? Very few pipe smokers here, four that I know of, but sure is growing. Keep up the great entertainment. Cheers, Nikhil. Thank you very much. Don't think we've heard from anybody from India before, so great to know that uh, we've got some listeners out there. And uh, going back two weeks to Michael Lindner's episode, uh, John Seiler writes, Hi, Brian. Hope you have a good time in New Orleans after you get your work done. Eat well, drink well, sleep well. Sleep well. Got a comment about that coming up. Uh, Michael Linder has long been a highly respected pipe collector, restorer, estate pipe marketer, and pipe carver. The Briar Lab concept is interesting, and it will take a while to assess if it results in the development of better pipe makers and perhaps increase the presence of U.S. pipe makers in the world. Uh, music, Dr. John's Jazz wa- must be prepping for your New Orleans trip, yes. Uh, rant, I hope you get your wish at the Hilton. I did. I pity the letter they will get if you don't. Good show, safe travels, and uh, I pity the people that got the email from me late yesterday at Staples. Uh, Dan, Casey Ghost writes, Going to New Orleans and we don't get Fats Domino? The guy walked to New Orleans and can't get any love? Nope. Uh, You know me. I'm going to take the road less traveled with music sometimes. Uh, Dan writes, miss the pipe part segment, no mailbag either. Gad, I like my routine. Sorry, Dan, your routine is back in the last two shows. Uh, very informative interview. No one would ever accuse Michael of being a hail fellow well met, but he did a nice job of explaining his entry and growth into the pipe world. His teaming with Nate King sounds very interesting, though they are very different personalities. I didn't realize Joe Hinkle was going to be part of the Briar Lab. He is a very good carver and should really grow working under Michael and Nate. Tell me again why you're a Hilton member. You really aren't punishing them if you keep using them. Uh, They probably have notices at all their call centers that says, if Brian Levine calls in, be sure to pimp the hell out of him. He likes it. Even Andy DeFriends finally said, that's enough. Um, one of the reasons I'm still a Hilton member is because they have a large amount of smoking rooms compared to the other brands. That's the only reason, Dan. And besides that, hey, look, if the money's right, I'll be pimped out. Um, last week's show, New Broom writes, I almost choked when you said thanks for sharing your insight. What a wonderful program you had here. A really pleasant fellow he is, referring to David Hallowell. And uh, John Seiler writes, uh, a bit late as I could not find the program last night. Even had a bit of a problem tonight. Tonight's program sounds a bit like Memorex. It was. Um, Having tried a slew of reamers, reaming techniques over the years, I've settled on the pipe net set. David Hallowell is a new pipe person to me. The old adage was that you can't get the full pleasure of a pipe when smoking in a dark room. David seems to negate that adage. I wonder if he favors a smooth pipe or a carved or sandblasted pipe due to the tactile feel of the last two types. I also wonder what place the pipe shape plays. Uh, Interesting. Music, City Beneath the Sea was pleasant. Mail, Dino, I may have not been familiar with Thick as a Brick, but 
Now, aqua lung, that is another story. Rant sounds like you need another vendor or a longer lead time good show. Dan writes, another nice show. Reaming is not for mere mortals when you are talking artisan pipes or any pipe that you like. Uh, enjoyable interview with David Hallowell. He seems like a really nice guy. He has that British let's get on with it attitude towards problems. I'm with you on the emailing thing, but people just won't do it. About every month, I have to bust a few heads amongst my staff about not calling someone. They always say, well, I emailed them. Certain news has to be handled promptly and verbally to get the max value. Why? Because it leads to busted heads. Let me get a big amen on that, Dan. And finally, Rolling Gentleman, a new member to Pipes Magazine, writes, Really enjoyed the show. I'm going back and listening to it from the first episode, and I really enjoyed it. Thank you very much, and welcome aboard. And in other news, uh, we have ditched the traditional Flash player on the uh, on the radio show page. So there was a little bit of a glitch last week with that. Uh, just click the link, and it should pop up and open up a new player screen right there. Makes it work on uh, Apple devices now. All right, in just a minute, rant time. I'm Jeremy Reeves, head blender of Cornell & Deal Pipe Tobacco Company. Since 1990, Cornell & Deal has been producing high-quality pipe tobacco, expertly blended by hand using time-honored methods, unique recipes, and no small amount of innovation. One example of such innovation is our bestseller, Autumn Evening. We start with whole leaf red Virginia and strip the stems by hand. The tobacco is then cut into ribbons and cooked for two days according to our unique recipe to create our special Red Virginia Cavendish. Then we infuse the tobacco while it's still hot with our secret flavoring to achieve the sublime sweetness, deep flavor, and delightful aroma that makes Autumn Evening so well-loved by our loyal customers and everyone around them as they enjoy this very special blend. Cornell & Deal Pipe Tobacco Company. It's a labor of love. Contact your local or online retailer for information. Eck, I wish I had a genie who could make it easy to order pipes and tobaccos online. You don't need a genie, sir. Visit fournoggins.com. They stock all your favorite pipes and tobaccos, and every order gets fast personal attention. Orders are packed carefully and shipped quickly by priority mail. Fournoggins.com. Fournoggins.com. I can still see you, you know. A bit rusty, sir. Fournoggins.com. Cowboy. Cowboy. If you want to talk about walking in New Orleans, well, I've secretively been preparing for all the walking that I was going to do in New Orleans. How was I preparing for it? By doing some walking around the neighborhood. Yeah, about every every other day or so I'd get out there and huff and puff for about 45 minutes of fairly heavy-duty walking. Uh, the reason why? If you get up early and get up off your butt, I'm starting to feel a whole lot better. Why? Because I spend most of my day sitting at a desk. The job tells me everything that I've got to do is either sitting in a car, sitting on an airplane, or sitting behind a computer, or then you get to a trade show and you stand on a floor and you do a lot of walking for four, five, six days. Well, it got a little exhausting. So I started prepping, and even in New Orleans, I was in bed every night by about 11.30, except for one. Um, I was in bed every night by about 11.30 and up at 6.30, and made the 1.2 mile walk from my room to the trade show booth and didn't use the shuttle buses to come back. So by getting up off my butt and doing some walking. Now here's where the rant comes in. Why? Because I like to walk, especially around my neighborhood with either my pipe or a cigar. And I'm puffing on it. No, I'm not inhaling, but I'm enjoying it. And you know what? Stop picking on me for puffing on my damn pipe or my damn cigar while I'm walking along. I'm getting up, I'm getting exercise, and I'm enjoying myself being outside. 
There you go, leave me alone, that's my type of exercise, that's my style of exercise, I'm enjoying it. So, there you go. If you are uh, if you want some exercise, take your pipe outside, the weather's nice, get up in the morning, take an evening walk with it, puff away and enjoy yourself as you're walking down, uh, as you're walking down through your neighborhood. Uh, and uh, I'll be doing plenty of walking at uh, Disney World for a couple of days, so... Looking forward to that. Hopefully it's not too hot and the lines aren't too long. But guess what? It's July and it's going to be hot and the lines are going to be long. So I won't complain to you about that. Um, Hopefully you will see some pictures of me with my pipe uh, at the Magic Kingdom. Looking forward to that. All right. Got any questions or comments? Post them all on the forums. I do read them all. Look forward to them all. Email me, brian at pipesmagazine.com if you have any uh, anything that you don't want to post in the forums. And if you would like to be part of the radio show, simply record yourself saying your name and you're listening to the Pipes Magazine radio show and we'll play you on the air. Just need an MP3 file. All right. Thank you all for tuning in. Thank you to Tom Palmer for joining me. Thank you to the Sutliff Tobacco Company and from Air Conditioning. Until next time. Who cares about the clouds when we're together? Just sing a song and think about sunny weather. To quote the old Cajun bass player, it's hotter than two rats fucking in a wool sock. <laughs>